You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome family, friends, fans, and ho-ho-ho-hos. It's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling, and I'm your host, Casey Corbin. Thank you for joining us today on the podcast. You're like, what is all that nonsense going on in the background? You know what it is. It's time for the annual Best of Fest of 2020 the annual Best of Fest of 2020 of Talking Wrestling Podcast on Never Sleeps Networks. We do this every year, folks. We have we go through the entire year, episode by episode, and we pick the best segments for you to hear all in one episode. In one all-star episode today, you're going to hear Nathan McIntosh, Jeff McHenry, K. Trevor Wilson, Matt Billen, Matt McCarthy, Brooks Whelan, Bruce Jingles. It's pretty cool to see people actually standing up and saying. You also might hear a bit of an Adidas commercial that's unplanned. After that, you will hear, uh, you'll also hear, well, you'll hear a whole bunch of people on today's show, folks. Oh, it's going to be a great show for us today. And I am excited as it's been a great year. Well, despite the whole COVID, you know what I'm talking about. Also, I didn't get to it, but you know what to do. Hit us up on all those social media outlets, iTunes, Facebook, Spotify, Amazon, Apple Music, uh, wherever, wherever you find popular Facebook, I mean popular podcasts, that's where you can find us. Uh, a Twitter at TNWPod. Uh, Talking Wrestling Podcast on the Instagram. Uh, Talking Wrestling on Facebook. Talking Wrestling on Gmail at Gmail. Uh, Talking Wrestling on most, uh, mostly, if you Google Talking Wrestling Podcast, you will find us because we are out there. And we're on Spotify, so put us on a list. Let us know. Also, it's Christmas time, so hit up Casey Corbin on Spotify as well because I have three albums on there. Split them up, put them on a list, share it. I would appreciate a share if that's all you could do. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. If you are on iTunes, give us five stars and a favorable review, and we will send you no postcards because I found out they're $50 each. So the postcard era of the TNW pod is over. And you know what else is over, folks, this year, 2020? Uh, I'm gonna. I'm glad to say 2020, I'm putting it behind me. It's now hindsight. Hindsight. That's right, 2020 is hindsight. And 2021, we'll be saying that for sure. But right now, I'm ahead of the curve. And the curve must be flattened. Hey, folks, let's just get the show started. Um, I wouldn't be doing this show if it wasn't for the good people on We Watch Wrestling Podcast. Uh, my good buddies, Matt McCarthy and Vince Averill. I've known Vince Averill since 2007. And he invited me down to L.A. in 2014 to go on his podcast and i never knew people like listening to people talk about wrestling turns out there's a whole bunch of people and you guys listen to us every week and i appreciate that so uh vince averill we're gonna take it off with my good old buddy vince and uh here we go uh vince take it away take take it away been on the show twice before this is his third time on the show so please welcome back once again to the show on the phone in L.A. right now, we're going to go to him right now, as we don't want to keep him waiting, from the We Watch Wrestling podcast and from YouTube's Monday Night Beers podcast, it's Vince Averill, and he's on the show right now. My buddy Vince, how are you? Let's get to Vince, and let's get to the interview, and I hope you guys enjoy the show today, and uh, thanks for joining us on the show, the pod, the TNW machine and uh, thanks for being here. Here's the interview with Vince. With me at this time in studio, not in studio, he's on the phone 
over six feet away in another country in beautiful L.A., my good friend, oh, my God, he's here right now on Talking Wrestling from the We Watch Wrestling podcast. Vince Averill is in his house. How you doing, Vince? How you doing, man? Oh, Corbini, it is always a pleasure to be on Talking Wrestling. It is always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. I am happy to talk to you. Of course, uh, we, you know, uh, we're we're locked in. We're locked down. Uh, the the COVID is going on. Uh, it, it's uh, it's affecting our lives. It took the WrestleMania right out of our hands. Uh, uh. Not only that, like uh, last week, and like I'm my phone is still hooked up to regular life. It doesn't know. So like this week, it's like, hey you got to go to Kingston tonight. And I'm like, no, I don't. Right. Or last week, last Wednesday was like, hey, bud, it's uh, War of the Worlds, New Japan and Ring of Honor tonight. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, motherfucker. Whoa. So, yeah, missing a lot of wrestling and watching the wrestling that we're having is, uh, you know, it's getting used to that wrestling as well as missing a lot of wrestling as well as watching a lot of wrestling so that's uh what it's been for me so far how's it been for you yeah i um i i, I feel like i a lot of people but I, but i've i've struggled with the empty arena stuff you know some of it's good and some of it's impossible for me um but the beauty is there's so much other wrestling uh to watch you know, on, on YouTube or on the network itself or wherever you, you get, you know, your stuff for many years. So I, I haven't had a lack of wrestling to watch, but, but the stuff that's new has sort of been hit or miss for me. There on YouTube, somebody's been posting these Hogan videos. So last night I watched <laughs> a 19 minute match with Hogan against uh, the mass superstar. And uh, it's great okay. to watch Barry Darcel like work when he was actually, capable like not like uh in the last of the demolition years you know like he's actually like he could really move and it was a good match and then uh and, and hogan's still wearing the american made t-shirt so it's like this is all within the first couple months that he's back in wwe so and somebody right. keeps putting these videos up so i'm i'm gonna keep watching and uh yeah. and i'm enjoying it but uh you know um the the empty arena thing doesn't really bother me. Um, you know, sometimes. All right. All right. That's enough, Casey. I tend to go off. I, I answered one question to Vince. All of a sudden, I'm going off. Now I'm talking about empty arena matches. It stops right there. I am not the best. Vince Averill is the best. And you know what else is the best? This next clip is the best. Um, this is from my favorite episode or my favorite issue of the year. Uh, it's probably the most corrupt issue because we didn't do it with the permission of any of the artists. However, um, it's a very funny issue and we're not charging for it. We're not making money off it. So I don't see a problem with that, even though I'm an artist myself. However, you know, be that as it may. Um, the funniest episode of last year. <laughs> well, that certainly wasn't expected. A little cough out of nowhere. Holy smokes. That's what you call cigarettes that are sold at the Vatican. Holy smokes. Anyways, I was saying the best issue of the year for me um, is an issue. Uh, what's it called? It's basically my roommate, Jeff McHenry, and I, who um, who will no longer be my roommate come 2021, sadly enough. However, uh, he will remain... Uh, part of the TNW family, <coughs> as he has decided to stay on, and we'll do uh, WrestleMania review, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, and uh, the Summer Fan Slam review, as he's always done. However, there was one review we did this year 
Wrestling, a musical review. And um, I absolutely love this episode because, for me, this is just me um, fucking around with my roommate. And uh, it is is so much fun. And uh, we had so much fun doing um, this episode. Uh, So, anyways, hopefully it's all set up. I'm just going to play it right now. And we'll see what happens here. And uh, hopefully it is all right. All right, here we go. Here's Jeff McHenry uh, telling me what his eighth favorite. We're doing top tens. And the top ten list is top ten favorite entrance themes or wrestling-related songs of all time. So this is, uh, I believe this is number eight that we're doing right now. And uh, take it away, Jeff. This is it. Do I? Okay. It's this one right here, written by the same person that wrote Common Man, Dusty Rhodes. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, this is, hold on a sec. We made a little mistake there. Pardon my French. And uh, we went a little too far. That's the end of the segment. I should put it back to the start so we get this right. Bear with me. Technical difficulties. Here we go. Sorry about that. Jeff McHenry, please take it away. And bounce back to you. All right, number eight. Do you like ass, man, Jeff? Uh, pardon do, me? Do you like ass, man? I Do you like ass, and do you like ass, man? <laughs> My number eight uh, <laughs> wrestling theme is, uh, is uh, by the common man, or for the common man. Oh. Anyway, Let's play the only, uh, it's the only song with cowbell in it. We're going to need more cowbell. Yes, and that was going to be... That's really up high on mine. Uh, yeah. So um, we'll hear that. Here we go. I believe this is what Jeff's talking about. It's sexual. It's exactly right. what I was talking about. I want to give it How all. Can you hear? Can you hear? Yeah, it's like an Is that not what you wanted? No. I, I thought you said with the common man. The um, the American dream was not to be. Oh, oh, the American dream. Okay. <laughs> Sexual chocolate. Oh, I got it mixed up. Sorry about that. The American dream is not to, uh, to, to fuck a 90-year-old woman. Whoa. Whoa, Jeff. Father a hand. Why is this so hard to find? Here we go. We're just going to go back over here. And hit American Dream, because that is definitely you get it's American Pie, American Idiot, American American Badass. Is that on there? That would have that would have been a good one. That would have been up there for like fifteen year old Jeff was a big fan. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Dusty Rhodes, American Dream. You got it. Isn't that the cowbell that you're talking about? Oh, this is Crosby, Stills, Nash, Kevin Nash, and uh, Eric Young. Crosby, Stills, Kevin Nash, and Eric Young. I used to see on every TV. American Dream. That's not the song? That's not it? That's not it? No. Oh, shit. We better turn that fucking down then. And they caught you with the girl next door. Do you have the rights to any of these? No, no, not at all. Not at all. All right, so that American dream. Now you know how it goes, Jeff. It goes, American dream. He's just a common man working hard with his hands. You can't find the theme, can you? No, no, no. It's just that I'm singing them because because uh, you mentioned that we're going to get sued. So now I just have to sing all of them and uh, hope that we don't get sued. Uh-huh. So because, you know, the, the people that are listening to this, they're going to leak it out. And uh, no, no. My next song is um, is one that I'm sure uh, you know, Jeff. And uh, here we go. This is it. This is oh 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 boy oh boy, this is it uh, oh boy nope nope that's not it, what what this is it hold on if this is it do I okay, it's this one right here written by the same person that wrote 
common man, Dusty Rhodes. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You don't need to go hearing what the next track is. We're trying to sucker people in, Case, to get them to listen to the shows on their full time, not their little bitty time. If you want to hear the rest of that episode, you got to go to Musical, the Wrestling Review, or Wrestling, the Musical Review. Yeah, that's it, and uh, check that out. But in the meantime, don't do that. And in between time, and don't go there. Stay here right now. Listen to this next guy. This next guy um, was the host. Sorry. He was the MC and the host of uh, my um, the show that I'm the Vampires Are Popular CD that you can hear on Spotify. Uh, he introduces me. He is a great friend. Uh, he's a, he lives in New York City. He's a regular at the Comedy Cellar. Uh, he's been on Conan O'Brien. He's been on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon twice. He is a knock 'em dead uh, comedian uh, every time he steps on stage. And uh, here's Nathan McIntosh um, talking about uh, the the president of the country that he lives in. And uh, here we go with the hilarious Nathan McIntosh. That was it was such a random thing, but you know that just, that would be the closest I could come to telling you a guy following a comic yelling ice cream at him. Yeah, know, involving a wrestler. And then one day he changes his whole his whole uh, act to ice cream. But yeah, Res- WrestleMania twenty nine. Um, so that was that was the. That was the year that uh, T. Diddy himself was uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame. And he, I was there, he got booed by 83,000 people <laughs> pretty hard. And then, uh, you know, four years later, he's the head of the universe. But I remember, I remember I was on Fox a couple times that year before the election. And I, I would say to people while we're, they're like, they're like, uh, oh, you know, he's, he's going to be the greatest uh presidents never lived and all this kind of stuff and i was like you guys know he's in the wwe hall of fame right like this is all a fucking charade yeah and they would sort of just yell at me about it but then every time it was like four times uh, we'd go to commercial and they'd be like you're kidding about that right like they go he's not in the hall of fame you're just making that up because he's acting like a wrestler i go no no he's in i watched it he is in the hall of fame and he this yes. whole campaign is a heel. It's a heel run. This is a this is a nine month heel run, and the only thing that's not going to happen here is that it's not going to be him and Hillary in a cage. This man is going to run your life, but it's the same thing. You know what I mean? It's the same like this town stinks. These people are garbage. When I when I take over, it's going to be different, but you really gave him power instead of just giving him a goddamn belt. <laughs> yeah, he loves, you know? his favorite thing is cutting promos. He loves yes. going on the camp. Like, he can't wait to get past this pandemic so he can get out there campaigning, giving the speeches, because that's what he gets off on, you know? Yes. Yeah, yeah. he likes the, yes, the, the, the heel aspect of it, not the actual thing. Because there's wrestlers that have, run things. I, I love Jesse Ventura. I don't care what anybody says about him. I love, I love him. the man. I think he's great. And he ran a whole fucking state. You got Kane right now is the mayor of a town. Yeah. And I'm sure they did and do, uh, like Kane is still there now, so that's what I'm saying, do, have done good things and are human beings that you can actually talk to and, and they listen to stuff. But this isn't this isn't the same way. This is a bad guy wrestler who only wants to do promos. <laughs> Nothing yes. else. I don't want to do anything else. I just want to do promos, you know? Yeah, and he's and it's so funny because he's so, like, in cahoots with Vince McMahon uh, to this yeah. day. Like, you know, like Vince McMahon gives him $16 million for his last election or something like that, and then Linda gets a Crazy. job in his cabinet. Uh, now, 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 hold on, hold on, Casey. We're not taking this wrestling form into a political conversation. That's about as political as we get on talking wrestling. And there's no use about talking about yesterday unless it was fantastic, like that clip right there. Let's keep it moving along, moving along. Because we got so much more to get to 
on the best of fest of talking wrestling. Insert those bells now, please. All right, this is going to sound so kick-ass. And we're back, folks. Next up on the show, that was Nathan McIntosh. How are you doing? Did you get that uh, cup of cocoa? Get a cup of cocoa? Well, beware. It might be hot. <laughs> There's a cocoa beware Christmas joke for you, folks. Right there. Made it up right on the spot as I was writing it down to do during the podcast later on. Hey, folks. Listen. You know, most of the guests on the show are Canadian. So far, we've had an American, and we've had a Canadian, and a Canadian that lives in America. How about how about a Canadian that plays a Canadian that uh, is on television in America, on Hulu, on the hit show, Letter Kenny Problems. Letter Kenny, no, uh, you can see it on Crave. Uh, you can see it on the Comedy Network up here in Canada. And you can see it on Hulu in the States. And uh, many wrestlers are fans of this show. Uh, it, uh, Alexa Bliss is a is as publicly uh, tweeted about the show in adoration for it. Uh, Ronda Rousey it has talked about doing uh, Letter Kenny marathons at her house. She loves the show so much. So um, from Letter Kenny, uh, the biggest wrestling fan I know, uh, the Canadian Man Mountain of Comedy. K. Trevor Wilson comes back to the show after being one of the original first guests. And uh, he, he, this is almost three years later since we started the show, since we had him on previously. But now he's uh, he's kind of famous. So I asked him, well, asked him, well, just listen to what I asked him. Here, we're going to hit that up right now. Uh, my friends, uh, we'll, we'll have uh, arguments or conversations about wrestling like for example i remember one year uh colin jost and michael che were involved in a storyline leading up to wrestlemania and they were actually in the battle royal at wrestlemania and my friends are like oh those are two spots that should have went to somebody from nxt or blah 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 blah, blah. and you know and and sometimes so then it boils down to like you know, um, some of my friends don't like it when celebrities come in and uh, and take spots that could have went for, to somebody else on the roster. And they ask me what my attitude is at uh, towards it. And my attitude is like, well, I'm an entertainer, so I have a different outlook. And my outlook is if I'm at a point in my career which I can parlay that into a cameo or anything with the WWE where I get on film or I get in the ring or anything at all, I'm going to fucking do it because I'm that big of a fan and I want to be involved with the product. Now, you are getting up there and you are also gaining fans in the WWE as being Squirrely Dan. For example, we like I've seen the tweets of Alexa Bliss and how much she loves Letterkenny because she, she owns a pig herself. So... It just makes sense that a girl that loves farming would love a show like Letterkenny. So, you know, because you guys sit around on the farm all day. Um, now, my question is, have you talked to her? Have you used your celebrity yet to get into anybody with the WWE? Or are, are you going to take advantage of it in any way if the opportunity is offered to you? What is your stance on celebrities in wrestling? Uh, well, I, I would definitely... Uh, try to use my celebrity to get involved with wrestling in any way, if I could. I was actually a uh, uh, buddy of mine posted a, a memory from what uh, from a, three years ago when I uh, did guest commentary for a smash taping and got to call a match between Tabernacle, the team, and uh, the Well-Oiled Machines, which was a, a ton of fun. But uh, I actually uh, I got in, back in in. Uh, December, uh, out of the blue, I got uh, a text from uh, or a, a message on direct message on Twitter from Baron Corbin, inviting me down to the um, to the WWE show at uh, the Exhibition Grounds that night. And unfortunately, my my uh, fiance and I were out visiting family and weren't actually in Toronto at the time. Uh, 
Oh. So I, I had to I had to decline, but I, I had a nice chat with Baron Corbin. He's a big fan. I found out from um, I went down. I was in Florida doing shows back in September. My fiance and I uh, uh, she did we did a week of shows, and then uh, we did Disney World in Texas when I proposed to her. And uh, we met a bunch of the w, uh, NXT reps. Uh, they came out to my show in Orlando. Uh, Daryl, uh, who's a Toronto indie wrestler, the Hornet, who's a rep with uh, cool. with NXT and WWE. Uh, we got connected through RJ, so he brought a bunch of the guys out. And uh, Shane Thorne came out, and uh, Leo Rush and his wife came out as well. Leo and I met at a Smash show, and... Uh, uh, he's asked me a few times to retweet stuff for him, and we've we've developed a, a Twitter friendship through that. So they all came out to the show and hung out afterwards, and we took pictures and chatted. But they told me that Baron has been a long time Letterkenny fan, and uh, used to have the um, the catch scene uh, <laughs> between myself and, and Jared and Nate yeah. loaded up on his phone, and uh, he would just. You just show it to guys backstage at Rand and be like, have you seen the show Letterkenny? Oh, if you haven't, check this out. And show them the scene where we all play catch together. That's great. You know, they told us that. And then and then a few months later, out of the blue, I just uh, I started following uh, Baron after that. And, and then out of the blue, one day I just got this message from him saying, why don't you come down and hang out with us at the, at the show tonight? I'm like, oh, I'd love to. I can't be there, but uh, you know, give me a heads up next time you're in town, and I'll for sure be there. And uh, he was like, Yeah, man, if you ever need to, if you ever need to beat up a giant guy on your TV show, let me know, and I'll be there. And I was like, Dude, we'd love to have you. I wish I made those decisions, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> gotten gotten a few offers from wrestlers to be beat up on Letterkenny, which is actually a lot of fun. No, I'm amazed to find out the, the guys who are fans of the show. Like, uh, I chatted with Xavier Woods. Yeah, uh, he was going to come out to our show in Atlanta on the tour, and unfortunately got called. But uh, and uh, Nug told me that uh, Dalton Castle's a big fan. Oh yeah, he had tickets to the show as well. So uh, I was trying to organize to get them backstage, but unfortunately, we canceled the entire tour. Jeepers, like, you know, that's really that's really too bad that he had to cancel the whole tour. And uh, but I'm sure that tour will pick up again. But I think the major question is now that you've listened to Kay Trevor talk about um, Baron Corbin uh, DMing him or sliding into his DMs, as they like to say. But I think the bigger question now, now that Kay Trev can answer this, is uh, who's the better Corbin? Is it uh, Baron Corbin, his new friend that wants to be his friend because he's famous? Or is it Casey Corbin, his old friend, that's been his friend for years, uh, doing comedy with him? Um, only K. Trevor can answer that, and I think uh, the next time he comes on the show, we'll have to uh, put him to the test and uh, get the answer um, from the man himself. So, uh, Merry Christmas, K. Trev. Thank you for joining us on the show. Thank you for having us and being with us and all sorts of stuff. Have a great Christmas. Have a holly, holly New Year. Remember when saying Christmas was offensive? Donald Trump, where did you come from? Get out of here. We're not talking politics. Folks, uh, I listen to many other podcasts besides my own podcast. Well, I don't always listen to my podcast, but I do listen to other podcasts. And uh, one of my other podcasts, as you may know, over the years... And one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, Chris Jericho, is one of my favorite, favorite wrestlers. Now, with that said, uh, I've never had Chris Jericho on my on my show. I would love to have Chris Jericho on my show. I've met Chris Jericho. I said, you should come on my show. I gave him my card. I said, we can just talk about 80s Kiss. <clears throat> Excuse me. I thought that's something that he would enjoy. However, I have not uh, had any connection with Jericho since that, uh, and uh, and have not had him on. But um, I do listen to his podcast weekly. And one time he had a guest, 
and this guest who was one of the comedians on his uh, boat cruise. Um, I found his story to be very similar to mine as we're both comedians that are self-represented and uh, we're both big wrestling fans. And he was on the Jericho cruise and he didn't really get to talk wrestling with Chris Jericho, which is something that I haven't done either. However, um, he did get to meet Jericho and go on the cruise and that's something I would love to do someday. Very envious of him. <clears throat> so we had Bruce... Uh, uh, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, we had Bruce on the show. And um, very, very funny man. And we're going to go to his clip right now in a few seconds once we queue it up. Once I get my, uh, my man in the booth. <clears throat> Yo, DJ, spin that wheel. Um, yeah, Bruce Jingles. And uh, Bruce Jingles, you might have seen him on Showtime, or uh, he's got many clips on YouTube of him performing at the Lack Factory. A very, very funny guy who was on the Jericho Cruise. I asked him a very simple question. What was the greatest moment he had on the Jericho Cruise? And, uh, well, this was his answer uh, right here. So uh, cue it up, DJ. Thank you uh, for coming in. Uh, give hey. us, before you leave, give us your... Now, we're going to play a clip of you before we're, we're actually, I picked the, uh, one of your, uh, uh, Laugh Factory clips and, um, and, uh, it, what's your best, uh, experience from the Jericho cruise? Um, the second show, um, cause on those cruises, the, uh. You, you don't realize how big it is. First of all, it's a Norwegian cruise. You know, it's not like, you know, we're going cruising, cruising the ferry. No, fuck that. It's, we're talking, it's a, it's a huge thing. So they have a theater. The city on the water. Yeah, yeah, basically. They have a 3,000-seat theater on the, on the boat. Yeah. So uh, I did three shows, only three shows on the cruise. I did first show. Cruise started Monday. First show was Tuesday night. And they had 800 people there. And that's a lot. That's like a COVID crowd down. Eight hundred and a three thousand. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. So, the, but so it looks so. You just, so that's a lot. But then you look at it like oh, it's, it's three thirds empty. Yeah, that's a third empty. So, uh, then go to Wednesday, and it was packed. It was, they had to turn people away. Uh, and you, so you have uh, the the uh, the wrestlers that are on the cruise yet. Uh, Ric Flair. And then uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, and then uh, uh, Booker T and, and with his wife Charmel, and uh, Scott Hall, and uh, uh, Bischoff, and it, it was a lot. Vicky uh, Girl, they're all sitting in the front because yeah. they all wanted to catch the show. They're all sitting in the front. Awesome. And I got and I got a standing O. And because I was performing in a, a AEW ring too, and uh, so that was that was cool. So I did the whole, you know, you know, run across the <laughs> ring and <laughs> the ropes, and then you know, yeah, uh, find the turn. That, that was awesome. But uh, getting a standing O, and then all these legends give me a standing O. That's the best. That's the best thing ever. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I, I kind of, you know, got misty, and I ended like, I don't want nobody. I don't want like Jake, Jake the Snake, some kind of bitch, or something. And while he's smoking, it's while he's smoking, he's some kind of bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it's if you if you if your listeners. Go on the cruise. It's the it's the best week. It's, it's one of the greatest weeks of my life. Just uh, uh, just go, the experience. I mean, the food is great. Uh, people are awesome. I mean, you have, the entertainment is awesome. It is just go on it. You you should go on it. It's. I don't know if you're I'm going. Work, I'm trying to. I'm trying to try. I'm trying to get on it. Yeah, one hundred percent. So well, I'll, I'll talk to Jericho about you. Yeah, send me send me some clips and I'll send them to Jericho. Okay, will do. One hundred percent. I will. Yeah, excellent. Excellent. 
Oh my God, that's what I forgot to do. I forgot to send those clips to Bruce. Uh, I would love to do the Jericho Cruise and uh, to be a comedian on it is even more of a dream. So, uh, Bruce, thank you for coming on the show. And uh, I will get you a couple clips to uh, send uh, Y2J's way uh, very soon. And thank you for doing the podcast this year. Uh, much appreciated. And Merry Christmas and Seasons greetings to you, folks. One of the great days of talking wrestling is the return of the man who loves to drink his coffee in his underwear in the morning. He is one of the greatest acts on the independent scene in not only wrestling in Canada, but in the States and even in the world. Uh, it's always a treat to talk wrestling with the one and only R.J. City. And, uh, well, I asked R.J. if the WWE had ever contacted him because I think he would be a valuable asset to that company. And uh, this is how that went down. Let's say something has, has. Have you ever been in contact with the WWE? Like, I know they must know who you are because I know people I, lift your yes, stuff yes, all yes. the time. No, like, they, they, they do. Um, yeah, we've talked to people. We've talked about things. But, of course, you know, uh, quite famously, now I'm asking in any contract I sign that you need to have a Cobb salad for me. And if you can't pony up the Cobb, if you can't get the right ingredients together, then I'm not interested. And that's, that's hardball. That's Cobbball, you know? So the real question is, is not, are they interested? Would I be a good fit? And, I'm, you know, I think I, I'm adaptable anywhere. I can bring my brand of idiocy there, AEW, Ring of Honor, and the way. Uh, the question is, they get a good cob together. And I think that's what the dirt sheets should be talking about. That's what a guy like Meltzer should be discussing. And an analyst like you, you should say, what what promotion could make the best cob together for RJ? Well, well, not only for RJ, just for the better of a roster. Who does not want a good cop salad? Right. You know. Very hard. Good meal. I don't have a cop salad and then a sandwich. The sandwich is very much in the salad. Yes. So, so that's so that's basically it. If the WWE can come up with a good storyline, because I I see you fitting into so many different categories that the WWE could use you in. They could use you in an in-ring performance, in an out-of-the-ring performance, in a behind-the-scenes performance. They, they're just like, I think, you know, you're great at, at so many aspects of the business that you're, you would be valuable to working any of them, any of those spots in the WWE, whether it be a comedy role or a serious uh, role in 205 or maybe a managing role. Uh, you know, like, they remember when they brought Johnny Polo in? and they made him as a manager, like, I see you doing way better than Johnny Polo, you know? Well, thank you. Also, we, to be fair, I, I did definitely enjoy Johnny Polo, and then he ended up being, basically replacing Bobby Heenan. Yes. Uh, and working with Gorilla a bit. It was an inch, he was a guy, and it is weird to think that Johnny Polo was Raven. That's the know? weird thing about it, yes. So maybe, that, maybe there's a darker character within me. Oh, I totally could see that too. I you know, totally. Maybe I need to goth it up a little. Well, goth it up would be the best way I could do it. I could think about it because I could see you being a character from Batman. I could see you. So Gotham was a good word, goth. But you know, I could see you being not a character from Batman, but like a character from Batman. You know, yeah. I could see you being a version of the Joker or a version of uh, what's her name, the. Uh, the character that that every girl wants to be, uh, Lola Lasagna, played by <laughs> Ethel Merman. That's that's who you must be referring to. No, the one that looks like Liv Morgan and Alexa Bliss. That girl. Uh, Eartha Kitt. No, <laughs> she is in Batman though. Yes, you're right. She is Batwoman. No, but I'm like I'm talking about. Oh, what's that character's name? In the Suicide the Squad, played by Jaja the Boar. No, she's being paid, played by. Uh, was, was Grandma B. What was her name? The, who Grandma oh. B? 
Grandma B. I got I got to let me put this up now. This is going to bother me. Batman, Grandma B. Oh, jeepers. I can't not remember this woman, this character's name. But you could play a male version of her is what I'm trying to say. Or you could you could do anything is basically what I'm saying. Um, you know, uh, you could go, you know, work one of those. Ma Parker. Ma Parker was the name of the character. She was played by Shelly Winter. Played by who? Shelly Winter. She was like an evil grandma. She, she would fix you be kind of grandma character and then she would stick her boys on that oh well that would be a great character right there yeah i yeah. think that's that's maybe where i'm headed it seems to me like that would yeah that because like you know remember jim Cornette's character was like a spoiled little rich boy and his mama was always mentioned in yeah. everything because that's where the money came from from his mama you know yeah. uh and I, be- I believe that was a shoot too by the way it probably was, but yeah. you know he like the 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 people would love the chant like "Mama's little mama's boy" and stuff like that because he was they thought he was spoiled. Like, oh look at he he takes tennis lessons because he's a fucking mama's boy, you know. Right. And 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 then that which always makes me wonder why wasn't Andre Agassi the biggest heel in the business? Why he never he never made the crossover? Well, considering how much people hated tennis. I well I know I know and it's just like. And you know what? He would have got way more heat if it was badminton. I'll say that yeah. right now. And there I said it. Badminton gets more heat by tennis by a mile. Uh, folks, did you love that joke? I mean, did you love that? Se- <clears throat> Let me try that again. Did you love that segment? Hmm? Did you love that joke? Hmm? Did you get these tennis love puns? Uh, Cokes, let you know RJ City will always come on the show because we at the TNW Pod do one hell of a Cobb salad. And uh, the girl that I was trying to remember, the character, Harlequin. Harlequin is the girl I was trying to remember. I can see RJ being a male version of Harlequin. Uh,. You know, and uh, the, the the essence of the character. It's all about the essence, folks. Uh, next up on the show, one of my best friends and, and longest friends in comedy, uh, Matt Billen. His, uh, his dad used to promote uh, wrestling for Stampede in Prince George, Vancouver. And I asked my buddy Matt, who was on the show and who has also recorded an episode... That is so drunken and so laced with explicitives. Is that a word? Anyways, we can't air it. There's only one episode that's been taped that's been unairable. And it's the Matt Billen 5 o'clock in the morning episode. And uh, we haven't aired that. But we did air this one. And of course, Matt being on the show is just a treat itself. So right now we take you to Matt Billen telling us uh, what it was like when his dad used to promote Stampede Wrestling up in Prince George, uh, British Columbia, in uh, oh, oh, so sweet, oh, so Canada, oh, Canada itself. So, uh, Matt and Casey, uh, take it away about when you're, um, when, uh, first of all, Stampede going to Prince George is really cool because I think that was in somebody else's territory, to be honest. But, um, because it, it would have been hooked up with the Vancouver territory, I think, which Stu did not run in. Um, that's right but uh so you're in you're in prince george and uh oh, yeah, and, you're, and, and your dad lets you hang out with owen hart and tell me what happens okay there. so so this is the yeah first yeah absolutely so first time i meet him um and you're right so that was in prince george my dad hadn't moved to red deer by that point so this is before even the t-shirt okay this is why i got the t-shirt actually this goes you know, this is when I was just starting to become a fan of the ones. Yes. And he was fairly new himself. He was just kind of new on the scene. And uh, so anyways, uh, he was at the uh, Civic Center in Prince George. And my dad had set it up for my brother and I to go backstage and get to meet Owen. And so I'm so excited. I met all the other wrestlers. And some of them were staying at my dad's house. And so it wasn't necessarily the fact that it was a wrestler. Who, that was, I was, who, 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 who was staying at your dad's house? 
<laughs> well, uh, yeah, he had Chris Benoit, um, like, uh, Johnny Smith stayed there. Um, I just wanted you to tell the people that Chris Benoit, Benoit stayed yeah. at your house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, go yeah. on, sorry. Um, so anyways, uh, yeah, so we're backstage getting to meet Owen, and we're so excited, and like I'd even made like, you know, championship belts out of cardboard, you know, cardboard and all this, and it's my brother and I are back there. And all of a sudden, Bulldog Bob Brown comes around the corner. He was like a heel uh, manager slash like ring announcer. And anyways, he comes back there, and he's pissed. And he's like, God damn it, Owen, get your goddamn fucking fans out of here. You know, I don't care, give a shit who your dad is, you golden hair. Says, you know, he's just going off at him. And Owen picks me up, and, and Owen's pissed. And he's like, you don't talk about my best friend, Matthew, like that. And he's like, his father, Earl, books us up here. You show some respect. You know, and my brother and I are just like, holy shit, they're going to fight. Like, you know? Yeah. And and then, it, you know, it just uh, went, you know, whatever, Bulldog leaves. And then that's my brother and I like, holy shit, they almost fought. And never thought anything of it for years. Never thought anything of it. And then I got old enough to realize they were fucking pulling a work on us. Like, Oh, yeah. They totally worked just. Yeah. You know, like, had no idea growing up. Just thought, holy shit, we almost caused a fight. And then, you know, later in life, going, holy shit. I called my brother up. I'm like, hey, do you remember? And my brother starts laughing. He's like, oh, my God. And I'm like, I bet fucking our dad and Owen fucking, you know, talked about talked it out. And they're like, yeah, okay, we'll do it, you know. Yeah, of course yeah, Owen did. Can you, Hey, you want to prank my kids? He's like, I oh, want to prank everyone, you know, like. It was great. Like, you got you got ribs. Just the way he picked me up and everything, you know, like I was like seven years old, and yeah, I was just like, oh my god, you're my hero. Like he is, oh, it was funny. Now, uh, watching the now for can you imagine that uh, Owen Hart just picking up a, you as a seven year old, putting you on your shoulder and saying, "Don't you talk to my number one fan like that." Uh, that was Matt Billen. He is Owen Hart's number one fan. He was known as that. Uh, he was the uh, first person to have an Owen Hart T-shirt that was made for him by uh, his family. Uh, he wore it to the Hart House. There are pictures of him wearing it at the Hart House. Uh, stories of Owen's wife when she was just a teenager offering her several of Owen's shirts off of his back for that one shirt, and Maddie. Could not give it away because it was a gift. Uh, you want to hear that episode. Matt Billen is the guy to check out. Also, check him out on Spotify. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, most of these people do have CDs. Uh, most of these people are comedians. Uh, Nathan McIntosh has several CDs on Spotify. Check them out. Um, the WWF has many, many musical numbers on Spotify, which I use for the musical episode. Jeff McHenry is also on Spotify. Check him out. K. Trevor Wilson has got a Christmas album coming out at Christmas this time. It's put out by Comedy Records. It's probably on iTunes, but it's probably be on Spotify too, so check it out there. Matt Billen just re released his, uh, I believe, his second comedy CD, uh, Appetite for Chicken Wings. It's fantastic. It's on iTunes if you want to purchase it, but give it a listen on Spotify if you want to do that, uh, Vince Averill is a producer of a, he is a record label and, uh, I, I don't know when he has a next new album coming out, but I know Jesse pop, uh, from Monday night uh, beers. Uh, he's Vince's right hand man. And I know the pop man, he's got a new CD coming out on Vince's label. So check that coming out, uh, as you want to keep it going for Vince Averill. Uh, K. Trevor Wilson, we told you about him. Uh, Bruce Jingles, check him out on YouTube. RJ City, uh, also on YouTube. Check him out as he makes coffee every Monday morning. Uh, we're down, getting down to the nitty-gritty, folks. Just a few uh, minutes, uh, comics left. Um, one of my highlights of this year, one of my, probably my second favorite episode, uh, Brooks Whelan is a former Silent Live cast member. Uh, he is a huge wrestling fan, uh, has a great podcast called Entry Level, 
where he enter he uh, interviews comics and comedians and actors and wrestlers such as Dolph Ziggler. And uh, basically, what he does is uh, he goes over their careers as um, as uh, you know as like everything that they've done in their job lead in their life leading up to the point where they get to do um, their uh, their comedy career. And that show is called uh, Entry Level. And I was very lucky to be a part of that show. And uh, you might want to check that show out uh, as Brooks was on our show. And uh, very, very funny guest. Um, you guys are going to absolutely love this. We have two short segments from uh, from Brooks. So it's going to be a, a, a Brooks double shot. And... Uh, so the first one is about uh, Bret Hart and his brother meeting Bret Hart. And then the second one is a, a story of him being at WrestleMania in New Orleans. So um, we might as well go to Brooks and uh, check out his podcast, uh, Entry Level. Entry Level. It's it's such a good podcast. And uh, and it was great to come on go on his show and he came on my show. A uh, fantastic guy in comic. So make sure to check him out as well as on Spotify. Uh, so here we go to Brooks. And uh, Brooks is going to tell us uh, his story right now of uh, his brother meeting uh, Bret Hart. Yeah. So, oh, man. Oh, boy. And I think I told you about just uh, how my brother is a huge Bret Hart fan. And I tell you how he ended up, he hates marijuana, but he had, he got stuck in a hotel room with Bret Hart while Bret Hart was just fucking ripping weed in front of him. And he was like, so worried he was going to get a contact high because he's a teacher, but he doesn't want Because my brother, is, uh, he's great. And he's, you know, a wrestling coach in yeah. um, Waterloo, which is where the wrestling hall of fame is. And they, it's like pro and amateur wrestling hall of fame is in this town. Uh, it's not the WWE sanctioned, whatever. But, like, they inducted Bret Hart. He comes. Yeah. And my brother, since he works there, he's, you know, like, you know, a big he, – he works – he has practices out of the Hall of Fame. They've got a wrestling room and everything. And he just ends up in a room with Bret Hart later that night because, you know, he's in charge of setting this all up, and he's cool, and he's the biggest Bret Hart fan in the fucking world. And then Bret Hart just starts just, – just smoking so much weed. This is, like – a decade ago yeah. in America, we'd still very taboo. Still, like, it's still really hard to get at that time. And then I get a call from him later. He's like, man, I was in a room where marijuana was smoked. Am I fucked? I'm like, you're fine. Don't worry. And he was like, it was so cool. It was so <laughs> the rest, cool. The wrestlers rule so hard. Oh, my God. I absolutely love that. It was so cool. <laughs> You're damn right it is cool. Legalize in America. Get your get your after get it get your got things together. Vaccination, then legalization. That's that was that's the way it should have been. And that's the way it should be. I don't know why I'm talking like Obama right now. Um Yeah, that's Brooks Whelan. Very, very funny story. About Brooks, about uh, about Brett uh, ripping weed out in front of his brother, and his brother being totally paranoid. Um, also on it, uh, we want to. I want to play another uh, Brooks story. This episode has so many great stories. However, I didn't want to take the big long ones. I tried to take a couple short ones and put them together. Um, this one is a WrestleMania story, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, we'll go with that. Right now, here we go. Here we go. Mania story because I was uh, the girl I was dating since she was like brought in by WWE uh, to make videos. She's a, um, we got front row seats at WrestleMania. That's awesome. Uh, it was great, but so we're sitting there front row, uh, and um, there's like two seats open next to me this whole time. It's great. I just have these open seats next to me, and it's fucking dope. And then like. Out of nowhere, this big commotion comes, and it's fucking. I'm I'm sitting on the edge, and then right me is Dana White walks in with his bodyguard, who's the head of UFC, because he came to watch Ronda Rousey wrestle. Yes. when she was wrestling at WrestleMania. This wait wait but wait wait wait. This is this the WrestleMania where she's wrestling with with Kurt Angle. 
Yeah, I think so. No, okay. I don't know. Or don't is know this the I'm... one in New York? This was the one in New Orleans. It was her, like her okay. first match. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is yeah, this is the one where she's wrestling Triple H and Stephanie and it's yeah. her and Kurt Angle. And this yeah, yeah. that's amazing match. Okay. Okay, but so so then Dana White comes and his bodyguards like everybody loves Dana White. I don't. I could give a fuck about this idiot. <laughs> um and his bodyguard is like blocking me and pushing me out of my seat cuz like everybody's crowded or whatever, crowd trying to get photos with Dana White and I had to like I snapped on his bodyguard. It was like I don't know who the I don't give a fuck who that bald dude is, dude. Fuck that guy. I paid for this seat, even though I didn't. I go, I paid for this seat. Give me my fucking space. This is goddamn WrestleMania. And the bodyguard was like, Well, absolutely, you're right. You are correct. And then he just started, then he like gave me my space back. And, was <laughs> and I was like, Oh man, I can't believe this talk shit to Dana White. It was so fun. But I was I was mad. I was like, I don't want his autograph. I want to fucking stand up and watch goddamn Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey. And if anything. Wrestling fans, some wrestling fans might hate UFC fans. No, they did not. No? They very much wanted photos with this guy. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a mess. It was real wild. Oh, man. Um, oh, fuck. Folks, there you have Brooks Whelan right there telling you uh, about the time where he told Dana White's uh, security guard to uh, pick up the slack and uh, do a better job. Ah, uh, Brooks, thank you for coming on the show. Make sure to check him out. Entry level. Check that out. Um, folks, uh, what else do we have here? Uh, oh, we've come to the end of another episode of We Watch Wrestling. No, wait, of Talking Wrestling. But we're going out on We Watch Wrestling. Much like we came in on Vince Averill, now we're going out on Wrestling's Matt McCarthy. Check Matt McCarthy out on Spotify. Check him out on We Watch Wrestling. And check him out on Justify My Movie Collection. Uh, all things podcast and things involving Matt McCarthy. Um, otherwise, you might see him on Conan sometime as he's on there on a regular basis. Or a corporation. Check him out on that show as well. Uh, Matt McCarthy uh, from We Watch Wrestling, my favorite wrestling podcast. Uh, why don't you uh, bring us home as we talk about uh, looks like wings and best matches. So, um, yeah, let's just get this queued up and uh, and get Matt McCarthy to take us out of here. Casey and Matt, and hope you guys had a good time listening to us today. Um, I'm going to come back and close the show after Matt, so this isn't all you've heard of me. Uh, it's almost over. Uh, the best of best of. 2020 coming to a close, much like the shittiest year of the last 47 years. That's all I can account for because that's how old I am. Uh, Matt McCarthy, it, take it away. Before we uh, before we wrap up, yeah. how many pounds of wings did you try to order at uh, <laughs> at that place in LA? Every Monday night beers, I think about when I watch Monday night beers <laughs> on YouTube. I think uh, about the night that I ordered eight pounds of wings. <laughs> there was and the girl was like, "What? Yeah, don't and she's like, and she's like, no, they don't eat wings." And I was like, just give me fucking eight pounds of wings. Like, everybody ate them. Everybody ate them, you know? I love that story. And then you're like, well, how many come in an order? Yeah. Like, <laughs> fuck. I worked in restaurants my whole life. Eight pounds of wings is not even 80 yeah. wings. And there's 10 guys. Like, eight That is wings. a reasonable right. Yeah. It's not even a pound a person. I, I can eat and two pounds eight, eight by guys myself. drinking. Exactly. Eight guys drinking, most of them smoking pot. It's like they're going to eat the wings. Michael Villa is a big motherfucker. He can eat a lot of wings. <laughs> I want a T-shirt that says that. Michael Villa is a big motherfucker. He can eat a lot of wings. He can. He can. Especially if he's cutting. Especially if he's cutting the cuts at his own shop. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. Um. Okay, I'm not going to ask you what your favorite wrestler is because that's your thing. But uh, out of out of uh, all the live matches that you've seen, uh, do you have a, three favorites? Because I know it must be hard to pick one. So, hmm. 
it is hard to pick just one. Uh, there was a, um, I mean, at that New Japan show at the convention center, we saw Kenny versus Ishii, uh, I think in the finals of that tournament. That was an incredible match. Um, also, Young Bucks versus uh, the Golden Lovers at the Pyramid. Yeah. Was there a third team involved in that, too, or was it just two-on-two? Two? I don't even remember, but, I mean, that match was incredible. Um, maybe Cody versus Dustin. Uh, at double or nothing? You know. That's a classic. Yeah, I mean, that was that was, that was was one of the – that might have been the best match I'd, I'd ever seen, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, aside from those, I mean, shit, I saw, um, you know – Taker and Triple H in the Hell in a Cell at that Mania. Yeah. Um, God, even even Hunter and Steph versus Kurt Angle and and Ronda Rousey it's in a New fucking, Orleans. That was that's top two uh, matches of WrestleMania. God, that was it's tied for number one as far as I'm concerned. Most, that was the most fun I can remember having at like because that was a it was a huge crowd. You know, you're in the Superdome and then it's just fucking mania and it's like that missed tag and it was like just that was such a perfect pro wrestling match that might be it i think uh, maybe that one that, that dustin and cody um but there was also there was even like young bucks versus uh death by elbow that i saw at pwg that was yeah. unbelievable i think know? for me um i'm gonna say uh at a ring of honor war of the worlds the first year i went i was lucky enough to see uh Young Bucks and Kenny Omega against uh, SCU, but instead of uh, Scorpio Sky, you had uh, Tanahashi in there. So it's wow. yeah, Tanahashi, Daniels, and uh, Mazarian versus uh, the Elite, and this is in Toronto, and that that was like the first time I've seen them live. And uh, and it was amazing. The other match that night, uh, fucking Cody versus uh, Osprey, was amazing. Um, so, but definitely mm-hmm. the, the, just finally seeing the Bucks live and Omega live uh, was and Tanahashi. That's the night I met Tanahashi. Uh, the lineup for the Elite was just too fucking big, but you know, nobody was. I I really regret not not meeting um um jesus uh oh fuck uh, naito like there was hardly there was no lineup for any of the japanese guys and uh it was crazy i like i regret not meeting naito that night and um so that would have been one uh the five on five uh match from uh, survivor series raw versus smackdown the year of the brock goldberg match it was like an hour mm-hmm. long. I think I saw Shane get concussed. Jericho was in it. It had like all the top guys. And it was like the fucking, the shield was still together. They were in it. Like it was probably the best match. And then I also love uh, from another Survivor Series, the one with you and Vince. I loved Ronda Rousey and Charlotte. Like to me, yeah. you could have put that at WrestleMania without Becky. And I would have think, you know, I just, I was upset about the end. I was like, why when Charlotte uses a kendo stick, why does she get disqualified when everybody else doesn't? Like, come on, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, the match should have went on. And it was, you know, now Daniel Bryan and Brock had a great match that night too, but there's, Ronda's gone now. And it's just like, it, you know, I'm so lucky. And thanks to you guys, I'm so lucky that I got to see Ronda Rousey uh, wrestle in her moment in wrestling. Like, and when she was champ, and on a night where the, she was pissed off because she was booed at Staples Center, like... She was she was ready to quit the business. Yeah, yeah. But fuck, dude, she was so, you know, like, fucking mad. And she was so good. Like, I really think WWE misses her. Like they need a superstar to be front and center, and yeah, they let her go. And now it's funny because she went off to have a kid, 
and fucking Becky's having the kid. So Becky's gone for two so years. So, you know, it's just, uh, it's fine. We lose them both. So it's interesting the way it is. Uh, you know, it's only a matter of time for Tessa Blanchard eventually goes to WWE and we can have our Charlotte Tessa Blanchard feud, which is eventually what I want. But, you know, yeah, uh, it's going to be cool watching AEW and what's uh, taking place there with the revival going. And uh, I would think that Zack Ryder and Curtis Hawkins are on their way there, too, eventually. Uh, you know, the talent that they're going to pick up in the next uh, bit is going to make wrestling a lot more interesting. So with that said, uh, where can we find you online? Because uh, we know you're not doing much live shows these days. <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at McCarthy Redhead. And the We Watch Wrestling podcast comes out every Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. And on Fridays, I do the Justifying My Movie Collection, where I, I watch a, a one video a week from my massive video collection. And then uh, Mondays, I have a relationship podcast with my beautiful and talented wife, Glennis, called I Love You Okay. So check those out. That's right. Check those out, folks. Folks, that is uh, that is it. Matt McCarthy closing out the show, uh, doing a great job as well. Uh, did you guys have a good time? Hope you guys had a good time. Hold on a second. What are we missing here? What are we missing? Uh, we're missing the tw- oh, what, what, the fire that's starting. No. Is Santa flying over the house anytime soon? Fuck, I thought we... There we go. There we go. Festive. It's the festive time of year. The best of time of year. Thanks for lending us your ear. Here on Talking Wrestling. Have a great Christmas. Never Sleeps Network produced this show. And we'll be back next year, don't you know? We're taking a hiatus. I don't have one rhymes with that, but we will be back in the new year 2021 with the Wrestle Kingdom review. Until then, Merry Christmas and a happy, 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 happy New Year. Yeah, folks, 2020 is done. We'll see you in 2021. Have a safe and happy Christmas. Stay safe. Stay home. Stay hungry by the fire. Don't keep the fire going all along. Santa needs a place to rest or come down. You know what I'm talking about. Hey, thanks again for letting us put a headlock on your ears. And thank you for joining us this past year on Never Sleeps Network's Talk and Wrestling. Happy holidays. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.